Community of Hope, we are continuing in our sermon series, God Will Take Care of You, as we've been going through the 23rd Psalm. And today we find ourselves at Psalm 23, the fifth verse, Psalm 23, 5, uh, that says that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I want to pray uh, because we're going to share on a sermon today, a feasting in the face of your foes, feasting in the face of your foes. Come on, let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this day and this moment. Now, God, grab a hold of me, use me, God, and help me to share this word with your people. Save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody. Let this word mean something to someone. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Feasting in the face of your foes. Feasting in the face of your foes. Real talk, community of hope. I like to eat. Real talk. I like to eat, and I love a good spread. And I get excited about a good spread. I get excited about being able to sit down and break bread. I get excited. The more food, the merrier for me. I like to eat. And it's an interesting thing because here we find ourselves in this text and we find uh, that 23rd Psalm in which the psalmist is talking about how God has been a shepherd and he shall not want this, has shaped this whole scenario around God being shepherd. But what gets me is that this fifth verse, at this fifth verse, uh, the psalmist shifts, uh, uh, shifts this metaphor and shifts out of the shepherd and deals with God as this gracious host. And it says that God will provide a table for us in the presence of our enemies. I, I don't know why the psalmist decided to shift metaphors. I don't know why, uh, but it's very interesting to me that the psalmist uh, deals with this whole piece. And, and, and I wanted to deal with this whole fifth verse, but the reality is I got stuck in thinking about and reflecting on this piece of God preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Now look, I want to move through this with you. I believe God shared some things with me that I believe can really be helpful for you in this season. One of the first things that I believe you've got to understand if you are going to be able to feast in the face of your foes is you've got to understand that as God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, the first thing you've got to understand is you've got to focus on the table. You've got to focus what? On the table. Let me show you something. I have a glass. And there's something that you often ask people to get a sense of their worldview. That you ask them as you show them a glass, is this glass, glass half empty or half full? Does this glass have empty or half full? Some people, when they look at this glass, they will say that glass is half empty. Others will say that glass is half full. And, and oftentimes what you're able to discern from people is their worldview, their view on life, and whether they're pessimistic or optimistic. A pessimistic person looks at the situation and tells you what's not there. An optimistic person looks at the, at this, at the situation and tells you what is there. The, the, is this glass half full or half empty? Is it half empty or half full? When the reality is that this glass, while it is half empty and while it is half full, should not be an either or. Having it as is it half empty or half full is the wrong kind of way of shaping it because the truth be told, it is half empty 
and half full. The truth be told is that you do have what it's not, but you do also have what it is all in the same situation. This glass is both half empty and half full. Now the reason I'm sharing that with you is because our worldview impacts and shapes how we look at scripture. Our worldview impacts how we look at scripture. And if I'm honest, the way I've looked at this verse in the 23rd Psalm for most of my life, while I am a very optimistic person, I'm naturally inclined to optimism. That's why our church is called the community of hope. But what I realized this go round and what God showed me is I've been looking at this verse with a half empty mentality. When I look at this verse and I've been looking at this verse, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And when I look and I think about it and I reflect about most of the times how I look at this scripture, I've looked at this scripture and given more focus to the presence of the enemies than focus to the table. That's right. I, I focus more on the fact that God prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so I remember preaching sermons about how God will do it in front of your haters and God will take care of you in front of your haters. And I talked about how to eat in front of your haters, but I'm realizing now that we spend so much time focusing on our haters that we don't spend enough time focusing on the table. That while I preached about eating in front of my haters, I realized I have not preached a lot of sermons about what's on the table. And to Today, I want you to focus not so much on the fact that God's preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies, but focus on the fact, my God Jesus, that God's preparing a table. Now look, you've got the table, you've got the enemies. It doesn't have to be an either or because I told you that it's a both and. There's a table, but there are your enemies. The thing I want you to understand is while it is what it is, that you can decide what your focus is on. And today, I want you to focus on the table and not your enemies. When you focus on the table, then you focus on the fact that the God of all creation decided to make you a meal. You focus on the fact that the one that made food decided to make you food. You focus on the fact that the one that has access to everything has decided to take out of the storehouse of the heavens and to provide for you a table. What is on that table? I need you to ask yourself, what's on the table that God is preparing for me in this moment? What's on the table? When you start to realize what's on the table, then you can fully enjoy what God has put in front of you. The challenge that I realized is that many times in my life that I've been so focused on my enemies that I didn't maximize the table, that God had stuff on the table that I never paid attention to, I, I never fully enjoyed because I was so busy dealing with my enemies. But God said, that the, the psalmist says that God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your enemies are there, but God's provision is there as well. And in this season, I want you to focus on what God is doing doing on what God is providing. I want you to focus on what's on 
your table. Another second thing I want you to understand is that there are different menus in different seasons. That's right, there are different menus in different seasons. At different seasons in my life, my table has looked different. When I was a little boy, I remember going to banquets, whether it was for Allentown Boys and Girls Club or whether it was for various sports that I played in various places overseas. And they would always have the sports banquet. They would have the banquet in, in, in which you would come together and everybody would come together, you and your family. You would get your trophies. You would get your awards and you would be at the banquet. The banquet would be in some little kind of social hall and you would have some kind of food. Now, I need you to understand that the banquets that I went to for Allentown Boys and Girls Club uh, were different than the banquets I go to now. Uh, that at Allentown Boys and Girls Club, I went to banquets and there was a certain kind of thing on the menu, probably some chicken, probably some corn, probably some, it, but, 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 but it wasn't in no major kind of a place with white linen and special stuff. No, it was in a nice little spot, a nice little church's kind of multi-purpose room or something. It was at, at some kind of a, 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 a little restaurant or something like that. Oh, but as I, now when I go to a banquet, oh man, there can be all kinds of stuff at the banquet because you have different stuff in different seasons. A banquet looks different when you're a child. A banquet looks different in your 20s. A banquet looks, look, look, I want you to picture this. When God was preparing tables for me in my 20s, uh, on the table it may be some mumbo sauce and some chicken wings fried hard uh, uh, and, 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 and some fries uh, uh, and salt, pepper, and ketchup. And, and that might have been a good table prepared for me in, in my 20s. But as I got a, a little bit older, um, it, 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 it would be a different kind of a thing because God God prepared a different table for me. The table God prepares for me right now is different than when I was younger because when I was younger, I could only handle a certain thing. When I was younger, that my taste could only appreciate a certain thing. But now, when God puts a table before me, good God Almighty, it's one heck of a table. But not just that, when we talk about seasons, uh, that there's a different table that's prepared uh, in the summer than in the fall. Uh, then in the summertime, that kind of a table, uh, when it's prepared before me in the summertime, I want that table to have newspaper on it. Have I got to witness somebody? That's right, being here from the DMV, I want my summer table to have newspaper on it. And I want and my feast going to be a crab feast. I want uh, that table to have crabs and shrimp, or somebody would say scrimps, amen, somebody, crabs and shrimp and, and lobster and, and corn on the cob and, and, and some watermelon somewhere. I, I want that table to have newspaper on it. Oh, but in the fall, around the end of November, I want that to be a different table. I, I want that table to even, if, if it doesn't happen to be a fancy laid out linen table, even if we decide to eat in different spaces of the house because of social distancing, I, I want that table to, to have a, not just some regular, it don't even have to have fancy place, but it may have these kind of place. Anybody know about these joints, the good Chinette joints? I'm talking about the good Chinette joints that uh, you can carry weights up on them because you know it's going to be able to handle everything. That table is going to have about four or five entrees on it. That table is going to have some turkey and some jambalaya and some sweet and sour meatballs. That table is going to have stuffing and rice and gravy, collard greens and kale. And, and that table is going to have sweet potatoes. That table is going to have sweet potato pie as well. That table is going to be a different, in different seasons, there are different things on the table. But the thing I've come to understand, whether it's just different seasons have different things on the table, I've learned that I 
I shout before the food is even put out. That's right. Uh, if you look at the scripture, it says God prepares a table before me. Preparation means if God's preparing it for you, it means there's a process to it. In other words, it's not just all there at one time. And, and I know that uh, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, whether my brother's cooking or my mother's cooking, uh, that I love to go up into the house. And when I walk up in the house, I can smell what's cooking and I can look at the table and see that the table is starting to be set. Table starting to be set. They may tell you, help set up the table, T, and I'll, I'll go and start to put stuff out on the table. But I'll say, Mama, my God, that food smells good. What you're cooking right now? And, and, and the thing I've learned is that I've learned that in my house, we celebrate the meal before the meal even hits the table. Uh, that I can walk in the kitchen and start to smell stuffed in pots and I start to shout and right then I start, ooh, mama, it, it, that, that smells like you put your foot up in it. Mama, good God Almighty, mama, what is in here? My goodness, mama. And I start celebrating my mama. Man, you sure, good God of mama, you sure can cook. This is going to be, I get a sense of shouting and joy and anticipation and the food's not even on the table. When you focus on the table, you can start to give God glory before the food hits the table. You can start to give God glory before dinner is even served. Somebody right now, you need to start to get a sense of anticipation about what God is putting on the table for you. You need to get a sense of anticipation. You need to start smelling and sensing what God is cooking in this season for you and what God is preparing for you for your table. And when you start to do that, you need to shout right now. That's right. It's not on the table yet. It's not time to eat just yet. Uh, but I've come by to let you know that God is cooking up something for you and you need to give God praise right now. My goodness, God, I smell it. I, I sense it, God. I, I, I can smell that you're up to something in that kitchen, God. And I know it's for my good because you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. So I'm going to give you glory right now for what you're doing. But the third thing, once you've been able to focus on the table and once you understand that there are different menus for different seasons, the third thing you've got to understand that I'm about is you've got to understand how to keep your appetite with your enemies in your face. You've got to learn how to keep your appetite with your enemies in your face. I, I must admit, I must admit that there are seasons in which anybody ever, you are hungry, but then something got on your nerves and you lost your appetite? That, that something uh, irked your nerves, something worked your nerves, and, and, and while you were hungry when you first came over, something got on your nerves and you lost your appetite? Sometimes the challenge for us is that God is preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies, but our enemies are sitting there uh, grumbling, our enemies are sitting there mumbling, our enemies are sitting there sucking their teeth, our enemies are sitting there talking out the side of their mouth, and it gets us so upset that we end up not enjoying the table God set before us. They didn't just say God sets a table before you for you to eat. It says God sets a table before you in the presence of, so your enemies are there. You've got to learn how to keep your appetite in the face of your enemies. You've got to learn how not to counteract the blessings of God because you get so focused on your enemies. Don't miss the table because your enemies are there. Don't you miss the blessing of the table. Don't you allow your appetite to be messed up because your enemies are there. I, I learned a lesson when I was younger. It was in my early 20s. My early 20s and me, Reverend Bill, were, were trying to get our lives together and, 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 and what we would do in those days 
days because I had anger issues and had challenges around violence uh, that uh, we knew uh, that on a Friday night uh, we couldn't go to the go-go or to the club because we would always get in trouble, always get in fights at the go-go at the club on a Friday night. And so on Friday nights, me, Reverend Bill, and my cousin John, John, he's not my biological cousin, he's my black people cousin, y'all know he's my extended family, me, Bill, John, John, that we would go and, and we would follow Pastor Granger Brown like he was Essence or Junkyard, that's right, we would follow him like he was Essence or Junkyard band, and we would follow him wherever he went on a Friday night, if he was preaching somewhere, we would go to hear him preach, but the challenge is uh, that church uh, wouldn't end, church would end out, but we would still be wanting to do something, and we found a place that kept us from going to the club, that's right, we, there was a Bob's Big Boy across the street from Andrews Air Force Base, there was a Bob's Big Boy across the street from Andrews Air Force Base, and they had all you can eat, and we had a hookup at the Bob's Big Boy, I know, I know, I know, y'all, judge your mom or judge yourself on this one, um, judge somebody else, it, it was, I'm not, I'm not telling you it's the right way to do it, but it's the way we did it back then, we would go to the Bob's Big Boy, um, and we would go there, and they had this all you can eat, and our hookup would give it to us for free, and we would sit there all night till 3, 4 in the morning at Bob's Big Boy, eating food, and joning, and lunching, and having a good time, but it kept us out of trouble, it kept us from fighting. Now, I remember this one day in which we were at the Bob's Big Boy with the Bob's Big Boy. Uh, the, this day we actually had purchased our food. It was me, Bill, Reverend Bill, and my cousin John John. And we all had dates. We had young ladies that were with us. And we're sitting there and we're chilling at the Bob's Big Boy. We're having a good time. We're eating our food. We got this all-you-can-eat food in front of us. And so we're eating whatever we want at the Bob's Big Boy. We've got this table that's set before us of whatever we want in the Bob's Big Boy. Right there in my early 20s, Reverend Bill was in his teens, and I believe still in high school. We're sitting there in the Bob's Big Boy. We're getting our grub on. We're having a good time with these young ladies. And my cousin John John has this crazy laugh, this loud laugh. We're just enjoying ourselves, but he is loud. I'm talking about he is super loud. And there are some dudes at a table that's across the room. And for some reason, they just don't like John John's laugh. They just don't like John John's laugh. And they, they're with their young ladies and we with our young ladies. They don't like John John's laugh. And they just start mean mugging. And the whole time we eating, these dudes are mean mugging. Every time John's last, these dudes are mean mugging. And we're sitting there and we're like, what is up with these dudes? Why do they keep mean mugging? They with their young ladies, we with our young ladies, let's just have a good time. But they just kept mean mugging. And it got on Reverend Bill's last nerve. That's right, Reverend Bill was not Reverend Bill at the time. I think he might have been a senior, a junior in high school at the time. And one of those guys got up to go to the bathroom and when he got up Lord have mercy, Reverend Bill got up. Reverend Bill got up. He went over. He started hollering at the dude. He had him up against the wall. He's talking to dudes like, man, man, what's up with you? Why y'all keep uh, why y'all keep going through all this and mean mugging on us as my man laughing? What's up with you like that? This dude, all of a sudden, he starts hemming and hawing. He don't really want none. And so we're like, all right. And I'm like, good. We're going to be cool up in here. But then his man jumps up and starts to run over by him. His man jumps up. So, of course, I jump up and start to run over by him. Then now, he got to act bold in front of his man and he say something real crazy to Reverend Bill and the next thing I know Reverend Bill is bouncing his head off of the wall with a series of combinations he is bouncing his head off off the wall just bop 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 
bop, bop. And this guy's head is bouncing off the wall. His nose opens up. I believe Reverend Bill broke his nose. And his friend then comes out and his other friend then comes over. And we start to fighting. We start to fighting in the middle of this Bob's Big Boy. The next thing you know, tables are turned all over. And the places of the tables that had our food on was turned all over. The place is demolished. We fighting. We rumbling. They tell us the police are on the way. We get up out of there. But I realized in that moment, we were not able to enjoy our meal because we didn't learn how to deal with conflict. Somebody today, you are like us in Bob's Big Boy. You have not learned how to fully receive the blessings of God because you haven't learned how to deal with the areas of conflict in your life. And so God will prepare a table before you but because it's in the presence of your enemies, you'll flip over the table to get to your enemies. That, that you will mess up the blessings of God in order to deal with your enemies. Because your focus is more on your enemies than your God. Not realizing that if God has put the table before you in front of your enemies, that God is handling your enemies. That, that you're so caught up on what you've got to do, that you've missed the fact that God is blessing you. And so you missed the blessing for the beef. But somebody today I've come by to tell you, you've got to learn how to be able to eat in the face of your foes. That's right, you've got to be able to feast in the face of your foes. Uh, I, 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 there's a scripture, there's a scripture in 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, in the eighth verse. In 2 Kings, the sixth chapter, in the eighth verse, there's a story about a prophet by the name of Elisha. And Elisha, uh, and, and, and Elisha was a prophet of Israel, and the Arameans were against Israel, and they were coming and upset with Elisha because he was predicting their troop movements. Uh, uh, that Elisha's servant, Elisha's attendant, uh, went out one morning, and he saw that the city that they were staying in was surrounded by an enemy army. And he was shook and he was scared and he turned to Elisha and went and got Elisha and he said that we are doomed, uh, that we've got this enemy army that's about to overtake us. And Elisha said, son, there is more with us than there are against us. And he asked God to open that servant's eyes and the servant was able to see that God had legions of angels all around them. Angels were all around them to be able to handle the enemy. Elisha then said a prayer and said, God, please blind my enemy. God blinded the enemy. Elisha went to the enemy and said, the person you're looking for is not here. I'll lead you to him. He then took the enemy to Samaria where the king of Israel was. They got to Samaria where they're now surrounded by the army of Israel. And then Elisha asked God to let them see again. This enemy force, this enemy army, the Arameans, are now able to see and they realize that they are surrounded and they are at the mercy of the Israelite army. The king of Israel says to Elisha, Elisha, what should I do with this enemy? Should I kill them? And Elisha says, no, don't kill them. Elisha says, make them a feast and feed them. I know that sounds crazy. Elisha had this enemy and says to feed them. But Elisha understood that God was protecting them against the enemy. God was handling the enemy. God had blinded the enemy. 
God had put the enemy right in their space of vulnerability. And Elisha tells the king, don't you kill him, feed him. And they made a feast for the enemy and sent him back home. My brothers and my sisters, today I need you not to deal with your enemies the way that the world or the way you've been taught. Back in that Bob's Big Boy, we didn't understand about how to deal with conflict. They were beefing because my cousin laughed loud. And we end up tearing up the whole place and them and hurting them and blah, blah, blah. Because of the fact that we didn't understand how to navigate our enemies. So we didn't get to eat because we didn't know how to deal with our conflict. Someone today, God is trying to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I need you to not fight the enemies the way you've been taught. But Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 44th verse talks about what? To bless those who curse you, to do good to those who, who are against you, and, and to pray for those who despitefully use you. That, 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 that you've got to be able to treat people not the way they treat you, but the way God would have you treat them. Why? Because it's a faith step to say, if God is preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies, I believe God can handle my enemy. And so I'm not going to have to sit and try to be so excited that I'm eating in front of my enemies that I could be like, yeah, hater, God is feeding me. I don't have to be spiteful when God prepares the table. I don't have to uh, try to make posts on Instagram about how God's going to prepare the table. I don't have to do podcasts about how God handles my haters, but I can just be able to try to be a blessing to those who curse me. That's right. That, that's right. I know it sounds crazy. Now, I'm not telling you to put yourself in situations where they can keep misusing you, but I am saying, like Elisha, feed them. Bless them. Pray for them. And watch what God can do and sit back and enjoy your meal. How to feast in the face of your foes? Give them something to eat. How to feast in the face of your foes? Stop being so focused on them that you're flipping over the table and nobody's eating. How to feast in the face of your foes? Trust God more than you trust yourself. And trust that if God can prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies, that God is already protecting you in front of your enemies. God is already dealing with your enemies and God will get the glory out of it all. Don't you mess up your blessing so caught up in your foe. But be grateful to God and let God get the glory out of it all. Look, community of hope, I'm praying for you in this season. I'm praying for each and every one of you because I believe in this sermon series has been saying that God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Let God do it. 
Don't you get so caught up and you trying to fight the fight. But let the Lord fight your battle to God's honor and to God's glory. I love you today. I thank God for you today. If you are here today and you have never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, we want to make sure that you get connected to this shepherd, to this host, to this one who will prepare a table before you, the presence of your enemies, that God can do it for you. Won't you give your heart, give your life to God? If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, today's your day, this is your moment. I pray, I beg you, give your heart to Christ. If you already saved but you need a church home, today's your day, this is your moment. Make Community of Hope your church home. I believe that God can do phenomenal things for you. The Bible says it, I know it for myself. Today is your day to get saved. Today is your day to get a church home. Today is your day. Even if you just want to rededicate your faith, today is your day for that. We thank God for salvation. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, we offer Christ to you. Right there in the chat, you can just click that link if you're making a decision for the Lord, or just text the word hope decision, one word, to 474747. Hope decision to 474747. We want to connect with you. If that's you, if you're deciding today to give your life to Christ, to make Community of Hope your church home, or to just rededicate your faith, come on, let us know. And I want to pray with you. Matter of fact, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, but I'm leading you in what we call the prayer of salvation. It'll be your faith. Won't you join me today? Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And today, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So I thank you that today I'm saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless your community of hope. Look, Folks, if you made decision for the Lord today, click that link or text Hope Decision to 474747. We want to get connected, plugged into you, and we want to do it today. Look, uh, I, I, we, we said it, and I'm, I'm making sure that you know. Uh, put down and save the date. We've got a special thing that's happening. It's going to blow your mind. We have shifted our women's season to the first Sunday. Women's Sunday is going to be the first Sunday in November. Why? Because on Sunday, October 31st, we are doing an outdoor worship service at Iverson Mall. An outdoor worship service at Iverson Mall. Meet us there, y'all. Meet us there. 12 o'clock at Iverson Mall. That we'll be giving out great groceries at 10 o'clock. And at 12 o'clock, we'll have an outdoor worship service. And then we'll have a Hope Peace Fall Fest at 2. Make sure to get there 
and get your blessing. We believe that God's got a blessing with your name. Slam on it. Tell everybody, get the word out, y'all. Uh, October 31st at 12 noon, we got worship, the voice of hope, everybody. It's going to be off the chain. Make sure to put it on your calendar. Let me pray as we go out of this place today. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. For what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and our hearts have felt. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, forever among your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, COH. I love you so much. Take care.